Hi, everyone. Welcome back to The Overthinkers. I am Shen. And I'm Rachel. How are you doing today, Rachel? Oh, I'm doing okay. We're doing one of our usual new schedule evening recording. Yeah, it's like the the, the, the joys of being parents. Like, you know, come meet you at the weekend. I have to spend time with the kid. Oh, I know. <laughs> We're like, like, let's get every drop of that juicy baby time. That yeah, we can. And, yeah, and the listeners can't see it, but you kind of worry. You look like you're wearing a turtle shell on yourself right now. Like I, you know, it's, I am. It's green blanket. I've, it's just I've like I've got a baby blanket wrapped around <laughs> me. You know, there you go. You're feeling Full all warm and cozy. <laughs> feeling warm and cozy is probably not something that the topic of the day is going to be about. Uh, <laughs> um, we're kind of reacting to uh, an interview that Scott Galloway gave in Australia recently. And we're going to ask ourselves whether CMOs are a dying breed. And the, the, the reason we're reacting to this is because basically Scott has been saying, he's quoted here saying that you're dead in 18 months or less um, if you're a CMO and don't pivot to something a bit different. And the different thing, by the way, could be things like COO or a uh, SVP of supply chain. <clears throat> mm-hmm. uh, interesting. But yeah, Scott is making a pretty brutal point that basically the the CMOs, as we know it, the whole madman era is over. That most companies that have created value uh, to the tunes of hundreds of billions of dollars in the past decade have been mostly companies that don't advertise very much, and therefore the classic role of the CMO is is pivoting to something quite different. And so we're asking ourselves, you know, are CMOs, you know, a dying breed if not really almost extinct? What What do you think, Rachel? Yeah, I would say absolutely yes, and I think an important point that he gives here is he says specifically if you are a brand marketer you are most Um, likely to be a dying breed and i think you already quoted this like show me a hundred billion dollar brand and i'm going to show you a a company that doesn't advertise itself very much and i think that's also true and again i think this is very reflective of the way that our economy has very like naturally shifted over the past several decades, right? And again, like the origins of advertising and especially like brand advertising and positioning as we know it works incredibly well when you have a couple of things, right? One, you're introducing new um, products to new sort of like distribution points and you have a very um, controlled media ecosystem. And I think that because we have increasingly had a very fragmented media system and we don't necessarily have like new behaviors, new products, those types of things that we're trying to necessarily introduce to people or like need to build the same level of trust in, I I just don't think we're going to see any of the same level of like cultural relevance that again we saw. And I would arguably say like, 2012 was maybe like the last time we saw like very significant um culture like cross-cultural conversation starting campaigns um that really drove anything and i and i haven't done all of the digging but if i look at things like the forbes most influential cmo list one i don't see a lot of cmos i see a lot of agency presidents Two, I also don't necessarily see CMOs who have been tenured for very long in their seats. Some of the most notable ones being folks like Nick Tran or um, Fernando Machado even or uh, others like 
don't actually stay in seat very long once they move from one company to um, another. And I think that's a very, I think, disappointing thing to realize. Uh, and it is, it does bode very true to what Scott is saying about, uh, again, CMO tenure being like 18 months or less. And those are like bombastic creative thinkers that clearly have a vision that could clearly bring a lot of value and positioning to um, to a lot of companies. Hmm. Interesting. It's funny because I somewhat agree with it, but I think it's taking some shortcuts. I, I First of all, I still think that um, CMOs are changing. I do agree with that. Um, I, I do think that the value of advertising in the marketing mix is reducing. That mm-hmm. I will give a... I'm, I'm pretty convinced that the value of advertising itself, not that I think advertising is worthless, I think it's very valuable, but I think it's on value and the, the share of mind spent in marketing for advertising is reducing and it has to reduce in many respects. Mm-hmm. Um, that being said, I still think the skills behind it are really, really important. I still think that they themselves are important. I actually don't think the claim that those hundred billion companies don't advertise much is true. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, you know, you see the largest advertisers in the world, a lot of those companies are on this top 10, uh, the Amazons of this world, yeah, Airbnb is literally plastering has been plastering my entire neighborhood for the past, I don't know how many months now with out of home advertising. There's a lot of things going on and they do well when they do advertising. It's just mm-hmm. like, you know, you, you're not going to get a Google spending $2 billion a year on advertising in the U S, um, without it having some form of ROI for them. And I, I don't think it's just them like, thinking, oh, here's pocket change. I don't care. Just do it. I think there's also the fact that generally speaking, they see it, they see a value in it. So the truth is, is they do advertise. I think the, the counterpoint to that, because I actually, funny enough, like I think it was three years ago, I asked Scott that very point. Like, you know, like, why do you keep saying that marketing is dying? You know, like you see advertising is doing well. His counter is that, it's not so much as the absolute number they spend is tiny, is that the share of advertising spend per revenue is quite dwarfed. And there are companies that used to be in the six, seven percent, up to ten percent of their revenues could be shared onto advertising. Two companies like those ones, even though they're top ten, they could be in the one, two percent, because they're just such juggernauts that it's just easy for them to spend. My issue with that argument though is that I do think of advertising being, you know. There, there is a finite amount you can spend until you don't see the return for it. And it's not like they need to spend much more. We just have witnessed unprecedented amounts of growth and, you know, sometimes questionable amounts of growth from some of the companies that are mm-hmm. there. And so looking at the share of is another data point that I think validates the, the reduction in, in, in advertising spend, but I don't think is a true representation of the fact that there is still a lot of value and merit for those people. And they do need people at their home to control that because doing good marketing is not easy. Uh, despite uh, popular belief, I think still. Um, and I think, you know, having that vision for the brand is something that is making a comeback, in my opinion, at the moment. Um, you know, I mean, Airbnb, to get back to them, has been a prime example of a company that just like, oh, well, actually, you know, having someone who really manages it as a brand and not just as a performance engine is driving interesting returns for them. So I I don't, I don't share that optics that CMOs are not going to be around, that their jobs are fucked, that 
advertising even if i was to reduce marketing just to advertising for a minute is is going to be completely dead i think there'll still be mm-hmm. value there would i think that marketing is a is a career that i would like my son for instance to be into in 30 years i just don't know that i'll be much for it there is a real possibility here that it'll just be settled into a small corner and reporting to different types of people and this is where i think that the provocation even if not probably completely accurate even if probably a little bit hasty in terms of how fast it's going to happen there's definitely a lot of question marks in my mind about the growth of marketing as a as a true career on its own if it doesn't mm-hmm. change dramatically to other bits and pieces and i'll say that as someone who kind of switched at some point and went into more product design and whatnot because it was part of the frustrations that i was just rearranging the furniture sometimes you know I just didn't feel like I was giving the companies what they needed, which was sometimes a much bigger shift in corporate strategy, in uh, product strategy, and things that were, frankly, things that most CMOs stopped touching. And and so I, I'm really curious to see where how it's going to evolve. And I, I do see value in rethinking the role of the marketeer. And even though I don't think we want to be, most marketeers are going to be wanting to or good at being a ZPF supply chain, I do think the the marketing skill set is going to be able to to fit a lot of different things, and it could be quite a few roles where it does well. That's fair. I I mean, I totally agree with you that marketing like I would not wish marketing on my child, but I, I don't think that there's very many people who want their children to do <laughs> to do what they're doing a lot of the time. I I disagree slightly with the hundred billion dollar. Point. I, I fully agree with you that if you look at the largest brands today and their valuation, and you will see like the largest advert, the largest ad spenders are also the highest valued. So it's you know Amazon and Google and at periods of time TikTok and those those types of companies. However, like if you look at certain thresholds, like when did Google become a hundred billion dollar brand? That was back hmm. in two thousand seven. When did Amazon become a billion dollar brand that was back in 2012. And I think their ad spend has like increased a hundredfold since then um, as they've needed to convince more and more people to adopt the platforms. Um, I also think, and again, I'm sorry, I feel bad. I'm picking on all of your examples. Um, I also think Airbnb is very unique in being brand led because like, and I will cite this example until the day I die, but like, Jonathan Mildenhall came in, helped to create the brand metrics from scratch, helped them co-create or helped them create the brand. And like they got rid of Jonathan Mildenhall, which was crazy to me, but like still use his system to this day. And I do think that that's also part of why it is difficult to be uh, a CMO because, you know, again, picking on Forbes and looking at Forbes top 100 list, you know, you've got the CMO of Calvin Klein on there, which is like Calvin Klein has just continued to um, build on a lot of its brand equities that it has had. Uh, their advertising has been largely unchanged for 20 years. Um, but then you also look at you look at top performers like, again, Marissa Thalberg, who, you know, was one of the most influential CMOs, the CMO of Taco Bell for something like seven or 10 years. And then she's been through like three jobs in the last four or five, which is crazy. Yeah, but tenure for me has got nothing to do with the real debate, whether marketing operates or not. Like for me, tenure is just someone stays, doesn't stay. There's loads of reasons why someone does not stay in a company. I mean, 
Middlethorpe, from what I understand, did not get along with the CEO. And to that effect, the marketing stuck. And so mm-hmm. if we're discussing whether CMOs, generally speaking, as a, as a practice, not as a tenure, is going to dif- disappear, for me, it's almost irrelevant whether they're tenured or not. Like that's a, good, they go through multiple jobs, but the skill and, and what they bring, is it valued or not? Is it valuable or not to the business? But don't you see, the, do you not believe that there's a correlation between tenure and the business's value or perception of the role? Well, first of all, no, I don't, but also, because I think there's many things, but also mm-hmm. it's, you know, we talked about this with uh, the managing director of Forbes, uh, mm-hmm. who basically also contradicting the fact that the tenure of CMO is not as bad as we think it is. And, and so they're pretty much on par with others. And so from that regard, I don't think the CMO tenure is the primary metric I would judge. I mean, there's so many reasons why you might move and, you know, sometimes the brand doesn't work out. There's personal things. Sometimes you want to go somewhere else. The question is, do they replace them with a CMO or not? Maybe that's a bigger point. Mm -hmm. Like if a CMO was to be lost and they think they don't need a CMO anymore, and, you know, you think of L'Oreal, for instance, technically has a CDO CMO position, but really the CDO part of the job is more important than the CMO part of the job, for example. Mm -hmm. I think this is a greater hint that something is going on, but whereas an individual is not staying longer, I don't think is the is the metric that for me would tell it, and you know you, you take example of those brands, but I do you know we also have to realize it's a it's been a very unique decade in terms of how things have scaled the way the technology have been spreading, mm-hmm. the concentration we've seen, and and yes it it's been a fascinating one in terms of some of those companies scaling up, but you know Amazon in its early days did advertise and. I think on the flip side, we're seeing companies that have been pretty well established starting to advertise like Tesla, for instance. Mm-hmm. There is kind of a natural cycle where it's coming. And I just don't know if the cycle we're in, about to enter is actually not the end of the other one where the branding side was had been reducing and been chipped at for a decade mm-hmm. and it could make a comeback. I don't know that. That is, For me, this is a, I will know what I play with my bed, but I'd rather work for a company that gets brand, that I tell you that. that a company oh, a thousand percent. Yeah. Well, and I do think... And it, I think you do bring a very good point and there's like um, the misappropriated Andreessen quote about like there's two business bottles bundling and unbundling and I think that we follow a similar curve with um, brands and brand consumption where we see like a great fragmentation and then a great um, like recoalescence around certain things. Yeah. Um, And I do think that right now, and we're seeing it live in like the streaming wars as one example, where your product and your delivery are no longer enough to differentiate your brand. You really do need a highly effective uh, brand and marketing wheel. And yeah, again, I'd like the streamers are going to need a way to differentiate the, you know, social networks are going through the same um, problem though. I, though I think they all appreciate the windfall that Musk gave them, uh, in that regard. Uh, and, and I, you know, I am biased, but I also think that there's plenty happening in the financial services space that could argue for that as well. Yeah. Now, you know, another brand that really was doing extremely well, well, company uh, in the past decade was PNG. PNG at some mm-hmm. point was really tracking ahead of most tech companies in terms of stock growth as well. And, you know, it's been a good example of a company that sustained it. Has it been on the back of brand only? No. But I think that even the culture, it's easy to have kind of a blind spot on some of those companies that are pushing for it. So I don't, mm-hmm. I, I, I think it's a, 
I think the point that you agree with the fact that you'd rather work for a company that gets brand, whether it's Chase, mm -hmm. I think that does get it, or I think for me is inherently a strong sign that we are throwing the baby with the bathwater if we think those 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 aspects are not important anymore, um, mm -hmm. and 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 that's for me like the above any other argument, the fact we agree on that for me tells me that we have to think hard about how the creativity of the CMO, the the ability to think about making yourself interesting, which is for me one of the great definitions of how marketing is supposed to work, mm -hmm. means that the, the role of the CMO is maybe expanding, but not completely shrinking, even though they might be spending a little bit less time on brand manifestos, I agree, and the Don Draper days. Um, I think there is definitely an aspect of that, that ability to retell the stories and to have a consistent, cohesive, pleasurable experience when a brand is being seen is something that's going to be important in the next decade uh, for mm -hmm. people to to experience. At least, I hope, I hope, because otherwise we'd be drowning in more and more shit advertising like we have for the last 10 years. Yeah, no, I, I agree with that. And I do think the CMO does play a very important role in helping the business understand how to talk about itself and to customers and, and like, I think understanding the landscape that exists within, because like God knows if the world was left to product managers, like, you know, mm. and we see it in product all the time, you know, every single company makes its own version of stories <laughs> um, yeah. uh, to their own detriment as just one example. And so I think, you know, there is no focusing lens or feature or again, like point of view a lot of the time. And um, that can be a massively important role that the CMO can help to play um, in the same way that I don't know. I view it a little bit as maybe I feel like we're quoting Scott Galloway a lot on this uh, podcast today, but like Scott Galloway recently was saying that like a CEO's primary job is to worry about the like risks to the company at any given time. Like it's not simply the management of the company, but what are like the existential regulatory blah, yep. blah, 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 blah risks. And, and I think the CMO can very much hold that same sort of responsibility, but it is also like the risks for the reputation of my brand and like, where do we sit um, in, in the cultural conversation or where are we positioned if at all? Mm. Um, and like, where is that clear and where is that blurry? Um, I feel like that is the risk that they should be looking out for, for uh, the company as a whole. I mean, the truth is, I generally believe that every year it gets harder and harder to stand out. To your point, True. you know, the fact that there hasn't been a lot of cultural zeitgeist from brands in a while. I think it's not as 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 long ago as you said. I think there's been a few things, but um, you know, I think the Tide ad, for instance, was a great example of one that kind of spread. Um, I think it's. 2018, 19, 16. Yeah. 19. No, it was 1819. I had to move to the U S right. when it came out. Yeah. So it was, it was there. Um, and so, you know, but it's true that I think it's hard and I think it's harder to stand out. And I think that's why the job of marketing will, it's a contradiction to an extent could, because of that be seen as less valuable because well, you know, stop chasing a golden goose, but also be seen as like a real true skill where like the people who do get it can be on top. And maybe what we're witnessing is a little bit like we've seen with the democratization of many other skills in human history, like photography, when digital cameras came on board and AI is going to do some of that as well for a lot of different industries. The, the level to be at the top might be concentrating into the hands of a few who are really seen as celebrity 
folks, like we celebrate mm-hmm. on Forbes list, um, that give people the confidence to try something a bit different. But, you know, the same way Annie Leibovitz has been benefiting from the, the explosion of digital photography a lot more than the average person, they could be a, a thing where the, the, let's call it the, the middle marketeer is going to be squeezed out in the next 10, 20 years. Um, and for a little while, we had a gasp of fresh air because he made it quite inclusive to have all those things possible and those new tools and whatnot. But as those new tools are going to kind of eat a lot of things that we do, that we used yeah. to do, we might just be left with a few of the people who are just seen as exceptional individuals in that field and might drive to a, a full sense of perspective that CMO matters more, but in, in the end might not at scale be the same. And I'll say that as someone who works in the company, a small one where the CMO position was not uh, retained. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, at some point the, 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 the head of marketing um, left the business and so far there's not another CMO on the board, it's a small business, but I, you know, there, there is, there's definitely dynamics where you can see that playing out and, uh, and I'm curious to see how that's going to evolve for sure in the future. No, I'm with you there. I'm excited to be along for this part of the ride with or without Twitter. <laughs> with or without X. Yeah. Like, um, definitely without on my case. Uh, yeah. Kind of quick same. Twitter a couple of weeks ago, three weeks ago uh, for a little while. We'll see how that goes. We'll Long see if I feel better. Threats. <laughs> I don't. I mean, threads for me. Just, I don't know about you. I mean, we're going somewhere else, but threads is a. It's it's a dead zone. Like unless you're a super famous again and have this illusion that it's doing well, none of the people I know who are just like normal folks who used to you know get thirty to sixty engagements on their tweets on Twitter, they get two on threads. It's like it's yeah. left to the celebrity folks there that had some sort of following to going to exist. So I'm I'm curious to see how it's going to evolve, but it's definitely replacing Twitter. Anyway, that has nothing to do with the topic of the day. Uh, maybe for another one. Um, so good to see you, Rachel. And so good uh, to see you too, you're taking Jan. your shell off, I can see. So maybe you're getting a little warmer. And uh, I'll speak to you next week. All right. Sounds good. Thank Bye, you. And thank you, listeners. Thanks, listeners.